Hey, everybody. This is Harriet Westmore with the More Hair Galore podcast, the podcast where we discuss about hair, skincare, and more. Um, I'd like to welcome you for another episode. I'm going to have a great uh, guest on the show. I think it will be a real treat for us. Um, a little switch up of um, we're not talking about hair today. We're going to talk about something else that's near and dear to my heart. But before we, um, I introduce her, I want you to... Um, Please check out the morehairgalore.com and also the moreshopping.co where I have the t-shirts. As a matter of fact, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to let everybody see my I Am A Natural Woman t-shirt. It's very light and very, um, it speaks volumes to who you are. You are a natural woman. I'm not talking about necessarily hair. You are a natural woman from within. So check out www.moreshopping.co. Okay. And without further ado, um, let's get on with the show. I would like to introduce Ms. Danielle Pierce. She is the owner and she is a creator of the African Stretch Fabrics. And what she does is she designs um, African style fabrics for sewing or just for your for any garments. So I really appreciate you to come on and, and, and let me interview you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how did you get started and what's your passion? Has your passion always been sewing or So um, I come from a family um, that has been in fashion for a while. My granddad was a tailor back in Memphis. Um, He started his shop almost 100 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So my dad and my mom and my uncles, they're all tailors, seamstresses. So I kind of just grew up with sewing as a part of life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I decided to go to school for design and I started my clothing line Mm -hmm. in that for a few years. And but I really like I love African print fabrics. I'm all about prints and colors and just the vibrancy of it. And um, and I wanted to create swimwear that had that kind of I could express my culture through it. Right. It just didn't exist really at the time. There were a few fabric companies that I love and they were kind of trying to open that door. Um, But I just decided to kind of start something on my own. So that's how African Stretch Fabrics was born. Wow, that is awesome. And to have um, that's a little bit of black history, you know, (laughs) to have your your answer, your grandfather Mm -hmm. who started, you know, the, you know, uh, creating, you know, fabrics from way back when I would love to, I mean, I love, you know, black history anyway. And I love to hear about our ancestors and our older folks and what they have, you know, always had to go through and what they did. And they were, you're so, it's like your family were entrepreneurs right from the beginning and you picked up the torch and and keeping it going. So that, (laughs) that, that's awesome. So um, tell us about, um, so you started, um, how long have you been um, creating your own fabrics? So I started kind of dabbling in 2017. Okay. Um, twenty Yeah, 2017 was when I started kind of dabbling. And 
I started. And then for some reason I was like, I'd rather just be a designer again, just like a Mm -hmm. regular clothing designer. So I kind of stopped, but then just over, you know, once I stopped, you know, designing the fabrics, my customers were like, Hey, like what happened? (laughs) Like we were, you know, getting used to, you know, having this resource, like, are Mm -hmm. you ever going to come back? Are you ever going to restock? So, um, I kind of was like, oh, you know, on the fence. I don't know why I was on the fence, but mm-hmm. I guess I just had, was kind of felt like I was torn in between two things. Right. So, but 2020, I mean, what else did we have to do? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I was, I relaunched the collection in May of last year. And so it's just, it's just been growing ever since. So tell me, where did you get your, where do you get your ideas or your creations when you, you know, think about how you want to design your fabrics? So a few different places. Um, I, we have African fabrics in our home right now, just because, just because mm-hmm. <laughs> we love them. And so just drawing from old garments that, you know, we had growing up, um, just like those kind of traditional prints, mm-hmm. um, like the kente cloth and mud cloth and dashiki, things that are very recognizable. I wanted to definitely start with the um, things that I knew people would recognize and would love and have like kind of a nostalgic feeling towards. Right. Because um, especially in the 90s, I feel like there was that, you know, those Kofi hats that the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So I loved that. So I kind of started from there and I've worked with a few different um, African-American designers and I kind of give them a color story and then they just kind of, and some inspiration pictures and they'll come up with these, you know, different designs. So, wow. Wow. So talk to us about what is some of the, give us some of the, um, the lingo or, or the, as far as the kente cloth, rather, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed as the dashiki. So what are the differences? Um, let me see. Actually, I have a little bit of some examples here. Okay. So these are tiny scraps. I was actually getting ready to make headbands. Mm. <laughs> so this is um, a traditionally good night designed in Ghana. I always say Ghanaian really weird, but um, Kente cloth was, was originated in Ghana in West Africa. Okay. And it consists of lines, triangles, different shapes. This is such a tiny piece of fabric. So it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell. Mm-hmm. But you see, there's like the little lines. Yes. And traditionally, it's always, not always, but the traditional or popular colorways is this yellow, green, black red kind of orangey thing. Okay. Um, the dashiki fabrics, which is another one that um, it's also called Angelina. I don't have, I don't think I have any of that here with me, but um, it's, you know, those shirts and now they've like translated into dresses and swimsuits mm-hmm. and things. Right. It's got like an ornate design down the front and then these mm-hmm blocks of color. And yeah. I feel like it's, it can be casual or it can be dressy depending on the type of fabric it's made out of the colors. Mm-hmm. Like, 
So um, those, and I wish I had pictures of the dashiki so you could really tell the difference. Um, so it's, there's so many different kinds. I also have a very popular mud cloth print, which also called Bogolon. Now this isn't one that I've designed. It's just kind of an example of the type of print. Uh-huh. And it's basically, it's mostly in very neutral colors because it was literally um, created with mud. Oh, wow. <laughs> You'll see it blacks, whites, cream, like a kind of brown ochre color. Mm -hmm. And the, the print like this is my bestseller. Like, really? down. yes. And I think it's because the black and white is just so like a universal palette. Right. People that aren't even, you know, African or African-American can, you know, embrace it because it's so versatile. Is so. it lightweight for the summer wear or? Um, so my, the fabric that I have right now was designed specific, specifically for swimwear. Okay. So it is a slightly heavier weight just so uh -huh. that it, you know, stand up against water, chlorine, sweat, right. sweat, all that stuff. Um, but the fabric itself has a very cool hand. So when you touch it, it always feels cold. Mm, so, Yes. So it's a very interesting feeling. But um, so, yes. Um, and I'm actually working on a new collection of fabrics. Um, I designed swimwear. So that's the first type of fabric that I created. Mm -hmm. But um, my customers really want something, like you said, lighter weight, mm -hmm. um, versatile for different projects. So I am going to come out with a cotton version of the fabric um, very, very soon. <laughs> Good. Wow. I can't wait. Yeah. And here's her, um, for those, I, I put her um, website, African Stretch Fabric is without the S. So it's AfricanStretchFabric.com. So we're going to mm -hmm. have to definitely support her. So um, I know I noticed I went on your website, um, mm -hmm. I thought, or, or I think you had a live video I think it was last week before, I think before we talked yes. offline and you had like a, what you call like a pop-up um, in a store? Yes. A little pop-up shop. Right. So tell us about that. So I am constantly just, my mind's always spinning and thinking about new ideas and things. Mm -hmm. um, I work in a mall in Jackson, Tennessee, and um, there's an empty space like one of the stores that moved out years ago and the mall rents it out um, by the week. So small businesses can literally just pop into a mall for an entire okay. week. They get that traffic that, you know, a lot of small businesses aren't going to, you know, normally have access to. Mm -hmm. So the space was very large. <laughs> so I was like, you know, my swimwear and my, you know, jewelry, different things that I make, um, the fabrics would not fill up that space alone. Mm -hmm. So I found some uh, other crafters locally to see if they might want to put some of their products in there. So we had a week long pop up shop. We had vendors of all types and most of them were everything was made in Jackson by hand by the artists. So we had some one designer, Miss Maria from Tiny Owl Studios. She does um, like art 
graphic art. She does she does these pretty little illustrations and they're on greeting cards. Oh wow. So they are so um so cute. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I had a few different artists. Um, one girl, Miss Kianica, she makes handmade soaps and mm. candy and body butters and like all kinds of stuff. So it was very nice to kind of bring artists, just all different kinds together right. for an event like that. And that's a good idea, a pop-up shop for, you know, just to showcase your, just take a, is, what, a week mm-hmm. and you just, you know, bring your products and you collaborate with other local, you know, vendors and, you know, yeah. showcase and, how um, successful are pop-up shops? That's interesting. Um, I don't know if I ever been to one. Really? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times they can be hosted at um, like boutiques okay. or um, like different venues. And normally they're only maybe a day or two long. Okay. Um, but my mall, you know, they had, this, you know. They just made it a little bit longer, but they can be very successful. Um, You just have to market them the right Mm way. Um, Mm -hmm. I will admit this first one, (laughs) I probably didn't do the best job of promoting it um, because it was a little rushed because Mm -hmm. I I get excited sometimes um, and I'd start jumping the gun a little bit. Right. I understand. Yeah. I mean, it's it. And also because of COVID, there haven't been a lot of pop-up shops lately um, mm-hmm. that give vendors the opportunity to do things like this. So um, everybody that was in that pop-up shop with me, they hadn't, you know, showed or sold their products in person in over a year. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah, okay. They, they can be pretty good. You know, you get in and get out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, you would have to speak to the I don't, I'm talking about this viewers for or, or listeners just for those who are entrepreneur, you know, small entrepreneurs like we are that, you know, if you want to, you know, another a marketing tool for us. If you stuff you have um, physical products that you want to, you know, that may not be, you know, not only online, but if it's local that you can actually sell, you know, locally. So, you know, that that's a great idea to have a pop-up shop. So you would just um contact the um the establishment of where you're wanting to place your um items. Is that how that works or yes. Um okay. so I've done pop-ups before or um in the design world we call them trunk shows, but they're essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the local boutiques when I was in Nashville and we had an event, it was just a one-day event, and um they will generally help you promote the event. Sometimes you'll pay the vendor. Sometimes they'll get a percentage of sales, um, things like that. But now you have their audience as well. Okay. You're bringing your traffic to the store and you're also bringing, well, the store is bringing their traffic to you. So it's like a trade. Right. Sort of. So, um, and you can get as fancy as you, you know, want. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we had... When I did my pop-up shop at the boutiques, we had like champagne and little like snacks and stuff. Yeah, to make it, you know, inviting for people to come and shop and drink champagne and right and, and have a little fun. So right, have a little fun, right? Wow, what a that's a great concept. I, I like that. 
So um, tell us, so what are your plans for the African stretch fabric? What is the, what's your future plans for that? <sighs> There's so much that I want to do with um, African stretch fabrics. Um, as me being a fashion designer, I had a clothing mm -hmm. line. It was wonderful, but I love that designing fabric, it still allows me to be a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I design the fabric, I'll design a garment as well, and I'll make the garment out of the fabric. So, but at the end of the day, instead of selling that finished garment, I'm just selling the fabric. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I still get to be a designer, but I don't have to convince people to have the same style as me. Right. Like, cause right. I'm all over the place. Mm -hmm. One day I'm a pinup, one day I'm a tomboy, one day like I'm a little girly girl. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's completely different. So um, selling the creativity is what I want to do. So um, I have the fabric now, but I also will be designing and selling PDF sewing patterns. So if you are used to sewing traditional African prints, which most people are because that's all that's existed. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, a learning curve when you go from traditional fabrics, which don't stretch, right? stretch fabrics. So giving them some basic templates and things to help them kind of transition over to this new category. Um, also sewing kits. So like um, if you have a project, let's say you're going to make a headband, you need fabric, you need elastic, you need a few different things. So absolutely. Yeah. So I want to put together little kits so that they'll have everything they need for that one project. They don't have to go and find this specific kind of elastic and like mm -hmm. all the stuff, everything they can get in one spot. So I will probably be your first customer because I was just <laughs> saying, I was just thinking, I got to have me some. Um, and I and I think I told you I'm not a I'm a novice uh, mm -hmm. sewer, but I, I really want to get back into it because I want to, you know, it's that time of year that I do make shorts or little, you know, little sleeveless tops, yeah. but I do need some headbands. So that would be great mm -hmm. if I have that all, <laughs> everything that I need, my little, the, the fabric, the elastic mm -hmm. and, you know, the instructions, right. <laughs> oh, exactly. you know, that I, I would be your, for, I would definitely, definitely <laughs> be one of your main customers on that. So when do you um, prospect that you want to get this going or, you know, have you started or. Ooh, so right now I am working on um, my, my Kickstarter campaign that is starting. Um, actually, we might talk about that a little later, but okay. so probably, probably around August. Okay. Around Probably, yeah, around that time, I'll have everything ironed out and ready to go. Okay, um, definitely keep me posted, and then I, I can make sure that I let you know viewers and listeners know because, like I said, I'll be the first uh, customer, especially <laughs> for, for the kids. So, if one, if any of us, like let's say, if I wanted to have a certain um, African um, design mm -hmm. that from African print. So how would a customer come to you and say, look, I would like this in a dress, but I want a certain design. How, how would they approach you for that? Ooh, what? that's a little tricky. Mm -hmm. um, 
<laughs> so I do have avenues to custom print smaller quantities. Okay. It drives the price up a lot, but mm-hmm. it's possible. So if somebody says, and I've done it before, if they want a, you know, a maxi dress out of a print that I already have, but they just mm-hmm. want it to be instead of that black mud cloth, they want it to be like red or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that I can do. Everything is accessible just if you contact me through the website at um, okay. AfricanStretchFabrics.com. Or we have a really active group on Facebook. Okay. Um, and it's just called African Stretch Fabric Group. So right. put that on there, Facebook. Okay. So there's a lot of different designers in there. Um, people that sew just for themselves, people that mm-hmm. have businesses. So um, we all kind of talk about what we make and different um, sewing techniques and things like that. Okay. And it's African stretch fabric. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I'm going to showcase that because that'd be something that I definitely would like to. Anyone yeah. is interested. Okay. Yeah. I might want to join that. And, and, you know, cause I like looking at everybody else's, you know, advice. <laughs> you, you can pick some good, really good tips. You know, on, on a lot of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I know me, I try, I, you know, it may be harder than what I'm thinking, you know, thinking that it should be. And, and if I see someone else do what I'm trying to do and it's a little easier then I, you know, I can definitely glean from that knowledge. Right. So, absolutely. All right. Well, Miss Danielle, I really appreciate anything else that you would like us to know about, about yourself and about um, the African stretch fabrics, what's coming up or what you're doing now, or what would you like to Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Um, (laughs) So I am actually planning a special event for Juneteenth. It is going to be a live stream, like a virtual event. Um, I will be releasing my next collection or releasing, you know, the different fabrics um, and giving more information on my pre-order that's coming up. I okay. also have uh, some speakers who are just going to talk about creativity, culture, um, career, how things you know affect us as Black women right. um, in the creative world. And so it's going to be a good time. Oh yeah, well definitely. Um, give me the information mm-hmm. in, in in the um once I do the once I upload the video, I'll have everything lined out for people to to link to. So yes, I will have it all together. All right, all right. I, this was I'm I am really you know I'm glad that we met because actually this is why it helps to be in groups where you can network because you find so much talent. Oh, in yeah. places, you know, it doesn't have to be the mainstream. I mean, there's so much talent and I just love meeting new, especially African-American women that are, you know, just creative and talented and I just support them. And, and I, that that's why I do this podcast. This is what this podcast is about. It's about mm-hmm. sharing and, and, and showcasing others because I mean, like I said, there's, there's so much talent out there and we need to support each other. I mean, there's enough room for everybody to, Absolutely. you know, to grow and, and, and encourage each other. So, 
I'm I'm definitely going to be your customer. And Aww. I yes, because now, now you got me inspired to go back to the sewing machine. My sewing machine, everything is behind me. <laughs> I got to put away, but I'm, I'm ready to bring it out now, especially for the um African stretch fabrics. Because I'm you know I'm tired of the solid colors and stuff, and I like to I would like to um you know uh just a little bit branch out, branch out exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, experiment. You know. Yes, ma'am. All right. So that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it is fun, and, and I would like to hear more about your the your family history, how your grandfather got started. I mean that that is a definitely a Black history moment that we need to definitely. You know, you should be proud of of your of your lineage. Lineage. I am like I I'm so proud of you know where I came from, who I came from, like everything has been, has shaped who I am today. Wow. Yeah. And you're a Memphis girl. Like I, I told you, we're, we're not too, I'm not too far from you. I've got a Memphis family. I've got a mm-hmm. uh, Brownsville, Ripley, all in that oh, area. <laughs> so, um, but Danielle, thank you so much. You are just a delight. And I appreciate you allowing me to um, interview you. And like I said, just give me all your information about the your upcoming event. And I'll make sure that's um, posted on my um, transcripts and everything so people can look and and definitely will definitely be supporting you. Yes, ma'am. I will get everything to you. And I thank you so much for welcoming me. This has been like such a good conversation. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. You take care of yourself and I will talk to you soon. You too. All right. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Soundstripe. Soundstripe.